In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Perhaps you remember in the Catechism where it teaches us that whatever or whomever we fear, love, or trust in above all things, Martin Luther says, that's our God. So some go searching for God in their emotions, or their actions, their reason, maybe even a piece of sourdough toast. Some will say they can find God simply or only by spending time out in nature, or by the power of positive thinking, or simply by sending a check to the following address with cash or check, and, well, then you go from there. Fallen, sinful man, you see, has a rather nasty habit of searching for God in the wrong places. It's why Martin Luther always said that if you want to find God, you shouldn't look up into the heavens, but rather look down. Look down and see God for you in the womb of Mary. God born for you in the manger of Bethlehem. God crucified for you on the cross. And that's a good reminder for us on Trinity Sunday, because it's good to confess this mystery revealed and truth revealed to us in Scripture, that we worship the God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity, as we did a few minutes ago, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. It's good to say, confess this saving work of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yet we also must confess this teaching in Scripture is a mystery. And it is revealed, at least in part, and made known and shown to us in Jesus, in the flesh and blood of God who became man for you. The Son who is one with the Father, who sends us the Holy Spirit, another advocate, his comforter, the one who makes God knowable to us. And in Jesus, God is seeable, touchable, you see, the key to the Holy Trinity, at least from our point of view, is Jesus himself. Because when we see Jesus in action, there we see the Trinity's love known and revealed. When we hear Jesus' words, the words of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are given to us and known. When we know Jesus, then we get to know the Trinity. And that's a little bit of what's going on in our Gospel reading in John 8 today. It feels a little bit like maybe jumping onto a moving train, though, because we jump right into the middle of a conversation that Jesus has been having with this crowd of Jews in John 8 from the beginning of the chapter, and even a little bit before then. It's a conversation about who he is and what he came to do, how he is the fulfillment of all of God's promises to Israel in the Old Testament now come to fulfillment in the New, how he is God the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, in the flesh, come to save them. But the crowds, of course, as we heard right at the outset of the reading, would not have it. You are a demon and a Samaritan, they say. They thought he was crazy or possessed, but certainly not God. Who do you think you are? We know Abraham died, and the prophets too. Are you greater than our father Abraham? It's easy to listen to a little bit of that exchange in John 8 and think, wow, they really were stubborn, rather foolish, shameful. It's a good thing I'm not like them, huh? Truth is, of course, we're all a little bit like that Jewish crowd. The law reveals that we have not loved our Lord, our God, with all our heart and soul and mind and strength, that we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves, that we don't always fear, love, and trust in God above all things, that we too, even, the law reveals we have been stubborn and foolish, 
shameful too, that we have looked for God in wrong places, in what we see or think or feel or say or do. Thankfully, it's not our doing or thinking or feeling that saves us. It's not our actions or reason or strength that give us comfort. But we are rather saved by the compassion and redemption, the will, the determination and grace of our God in Christ. We're not saved by our love for God, but by His love for us. And we're not saved by our love for our neighbor either, even though it's good to serve the neighbor, but rather God's love for us in the cross. And we're not saved by the keeping of the law, even though it is good to strive and keep the law, but rather we're saved by Jesus who kept the law perfectly in every way and word for us. We're not saved by our going out and finding God, but by God who came and found us. Jesus who seeks and saves us, the lost ones. You see, our God is different, especially when you compare it to all the other teachings of God in the world around us. God himself gets his hands dirty, so dirty that God himself cast down into the mire that we are wallowing in. He cares so much about us that he takes every one of our sins onto his own shoulders. God himself comes to save you. He doesn't let or think anybody else will do it in his place for him. He does it for you. Our God looks and sees that each one of you are worth so much that you are worth dying for. That is how much he loves you, to lay down his life for you. And this is what Abraham saw when he saw Jesus' day, what he looked forward to, what he believed in by faith. For when Jesus visited Abraham in Genesis 18, Abraham saw that day that Jesus would one day take on human flesh, that he, the promised son of God, would be born of a virgin even as Isaac, Abraham's promised son, was born of the barren womb of Sarah. That the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the God who appeared to Moses in the burning bush and declared, I am who I am, that he would take on human flesh, that he would dwell among us as man to save us. And when God later spared Isaac in Genesis 22, Abraham saw the day that God would not spare his son, but only give up his only begotten son for us. Give him up for us on the cross to save us and to save all people. Jesus who honored the Father in all he said and did for you. Jesus who took on our shame and our guilt and our foolishness and our stubbornness and sin and death and all of it. So that one day, so that even today and all days, we would rejoice with Abraham and with the faithful in the saving love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Jesus who reveals the Father's love to you, in Jesus who pours out his Holy Spirit to give us life. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day, Jesus said. He saw it and was glad. Today we join Abraham in rejoicing in this God who makes himself known to us in Jesus. We were reminded about that every time there's a baptism, a communion, every time we gather here in our Lord's house, to hear his words. It's a Trinitarian celebration where God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is made known to us 
His love revealed to us, His saving gifts delivered to us, all through Jesus, His Son. Today God is found not by looking up into heaven, but wherever He comes and finds us. Within bread and wine become His body and blood to save us. Within His word that heals and gives us promise, that love of Jesus and the Father and the Spirit, the love of the Holy Trinity, revealed in our Lord for us, this day and always. And so a blessed Trinity Sunday to each of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.